Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Hey, Giant fans, welcome to the Giant Insider Podcast. My name is Jerry Foley. I'm the senior editor of the Giant Insider newspaper. And with me, as always, is the beat writer of the Heart of Giant Nation, Chris Busignan. Chris, it's been a week since we've spoken, and uh, holy cow, man, the, the, the sports world, the world has changed in, in a week, my friend. Yeah, uh, uh, man, shocking, right? Shocking. Every sport down. Never seen. I never experienced this, Jerry. Except only after nine eleven, you know, baseball and sports were down a few days. But uh, never experienced anything like this. This is quite unique, man, and um, pretty scary in its own way, you know. But that's what they decided to do it. You know, to protect everybody, and you know, you're not going to see. You might not see hockey and basketball again, Jerry, the rest of the year. Yeah. Um, and baseball looks like they're going to kick that back to who knows when. Yep. And the only reason why football is really not affected by it, obviously, because of the off season, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, don't, don't expect to see any OTAs in April. Um, I guess the you know May, April will decide whether or not May comes into play. Right. As far as OTAs, but I got to be honest with you, Jerry. I think the next time we, you know, I'm looking at the mini camp, the mandatory mini camp in June, uh, as a possibility as the next thing, you know, as, as activity as far as players go. Man, I really do. I don't even think you're going to see April or May, Jerry. Yeah, and and there'll be no obviously, you know, I won't be walking home from any drafts this year, right? That's going to be uh, probably close to the public, <laughs> close to the media. Um, hey, man, it, it's serious times, and it's uh, it's it's sad, right? It's you know everybody's got to stay safe, but it's like there's there's no distraction. It used to be sports as a distraction. Now, now it's right. it's all inclusive. Now, you know, it, it's very weird feeling. Right. Right. Uh, selfishly, yeah. I was I was into the Rangers a lot and getting into that and they, they had a win the other night and I was looking forward to the next game and where they lost in overtime, but they got a point. And, um, I joked to you, I texted you, I think nine 30. I said, I got to put a pot of coffee on to make it through this. I didn't make it through. I, yeah. I, I threw one. <laughs> and that's the difference, buddy, between the giants and the Rangers, right? If the giants are on at 10 o'clock, I, I can't even, my heart is beating out of my chest. Um, but you know, the Rangers, it was like, uh, I'll see what I can do and fall asleep after the first period. But, um, it got really serious to me yesterday when the NCAA was shut down completely. And, yeah. you know, my, my, my oldest, the freshman's coming home from college and it's funny, man, she's pissed. Like, she's like, you gotta be kidding me. And I felt bad for all the seniors, um, especially in sports, the ones that are done. And this is it. It's like, it's over now. It, it, there's no ceremony. Yeah. And I know there's bigger things to worry about, but you got your heart goes out to those guys, man. That this, this sucks. Yeah, I got to be honest with you. Right? I just thought they were going to play the games without the without the fans, you right, know, without right. the, uh, with the without the audience. And to shut it down, to shut everything down was, um, I guess, not surprising. But I, I was a little taken back by it a little. I was, I yeah. just thought they were going to do it without the fans, you know, and, right. and um, to have the whole thing shut down. Listen, the, the, the doctors know, the scientists know better than, than us, you know, and they <laughs> oh, yeah. feel this is the right thing to do. Yeah. Um, and, and they don't want it to get to a peak level. And I understand that. And, and this is the, this is the way they're going to go about it, man. And, um, but like you said, Jerry, when, you know, when bad things happen and, you know, tra- traumatic things happen in the country, whatever it might be, you, you know, you always have reality for a few hours. Right. Yeah. Um, but now you can't even do that. Right. right. <laughs> you know, uh, so it, this is a unique, you know, this is unique for, for me and you, obviously, and uh, but like everything else, Jerry, it shall pass. Yep. Um, and it'll get under control, and you know, and things will get better. So, uh, but right now, it is 
definitely a unique experience. No question about it. Yeah. Uh, so everybody knows what's going on. We'll, we'll get into the Giants now a bit. Um, but uh, first off, I guess on a, on a even uh, before we get to the brighter side of this, you know, a, a hero of my father's yesterday uh, passed away on the Giants. And when I saw the name, you know, not to get corny, but, you know, you and I both went through this when our dads passed away. And it, it's like part of you is empty on Sundays, right? No matter how much right. you're at the stadium with, with and I'm, not, I'm being totally serious here, pal, with Banks and with everybody and, and having fun. There's a part of you that, that you know, you're like, you'd love to talk to your old man about it, right? And it's same with me, right? right? After the game on Sunday, I almost still text and call him. It's very weird. So his, when his heroes pass that are still alive, it brings me back to like right. him being around and like Del Schaffner, for those of you who are older, Del Schaffner, Tittle to Schaffner was like Montana to Rice in the early 60s for like a three-year period. You know, Schaffner came over when Tittle came over from the 49ers, Schaffner came over from the Rams. And, you know, it's, a, it's another, another, you know, kind of memory. That I, I didn't see him play, but hearing my father talk about him, when these guys pass right. away, it's like it brings you back to everything and it makes you think of your dad. And for, you know, I was kind of sad last night, man. I, I never met Del Schaffner. I'm sure he was a nice guy, but it just sucks, man. It was just another thing yesterday that happened where you're like, oh, and Del Schaffner died. All right. Well, this is a really crappy day, man. <laughs> it's a crappy week, right? <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. He's a, he was a giant legend, no yeah. question about it. Yeah. So uh, sad to hear that. Sad to hear that news. Um, and obviously, it has a personal connection to you, you know. So yeah, um, yeah. yeah, yeah. Listen, when it rains, it pours, Jerry. You know, <laughs> uh, we know that, right? When it rains, yeah. it pours. Unbelievable. And, uh, that's the way it is, you know. Um, it kind of takes this whole thing is, you know, uh, we're coming up on the day that you can start talking to free agents. You know, agents can start talking to, you know, players and all that. Yeah. Teams can start talking to agents, I should say. And um, and it's kind of taken this whole thing is kind of taking a lot of a lot of excitement out of the process right yeah. now. You know, so, it really has. It really has. Um, yeah. Um, but. You know, the, everybody want you know you want to see everybody safe, and and hopefully this works, Jerry. You know, hopefully this starts cutting down the spread of this virus, and with the warm weather starting to kick in a little bit, you know, yeah, um, that'll take care of it in the next few months, supposedly. Um, and you just want to stay. Everybody wants to stay safe. That's the main thing. But yeah, um, yeah. yeah listen, for agency, I, you know, the league is talking about they're going to continue on. Um, I haven't heard anything about this. I've heard, I've read some things about maybe kicking that back free agency now a few days. Yeah. Um, but from what I understand that right now, Jerry, the league we, new year will be Wednesday and, uh, you know, you take it from there. I mean, like you just said, Jerry, the draft is going to be the end of April and that's just <laughs> going to be basically just calling names now. You it's going to be the old days. Like Pete uh, Rizal called out Sims name and everybody, you know, the few people there booed, you know, it's gonna be a smaller gathering. So, right. right. Well, the, <laughs> <laughs> There's gonna be nobody there except for team execs, I guess. You know? Yeah, right, right, right. Or however they're gonna do it, however yeah. they're gonna do it, you know. So, um, yeah, yeah, that's gonna be affected the draft. I don't think there's any question that, you know, that's gonna be a uh, no bolts, no you know guys hugging Goodell, none of that this yeah. year. So, yeah, right. Um, but they'll be ripping off the names and. Which you know, Jerry, you know, I put that on Twitter, and a lot of people believed actually. Oh, good, now we can watch it on the four hours. <laughs> yeah, right, right, <laughs> you know? that's right. Yeah, a, lot, yeah. a lot of people were like, "Oh, that's the best news. That's the best news yet." Now we don't, have to, you know, now you can just rip off the name of the name. You know? <laughs> yeah, right. That's right. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, pretty funny the way people do. Yeah, pretty funny when you think about it. So uh, yeah, it's looking at looking at yeah, the bright side, I guess. Yeah, right. Looking at the bright side, you know. So uh, yeah, that's where we're at, man. So uh, a couple guys got tagged. Um, today, some tags are starting to come in, right? Yeah. Matt Judon, a guy that, you know, Giants probably would have, would have had interest in. He got tagged. And, yeah. And you'll see, a, you'll see a few more now, you know. Your boy Shaq Barrett, who you said was not going to see free agency, he got tagged as well. Yeah, yeah, he's not going anywhere. Um, <laughs> uh, Linville Joseph, though, an old friend yeah. of ours, an old Giant. Yeah. Uh, draft choice. He was surprisingly released by the Vikings today, a little while ago. Chris, you know? was that a salary move uh, or or what? Because that one I, that was shocking. That seems 
strictly a salary thing with him, Jerry. You yeah. know, because he played pretty good last year, too. It wasn't like, you know, now Xavier Rhodes, the other corner who was released, he was not good at all. Okay? Yeah. So yeah. that didn't surprise me at all yeah. with his price tag. Uh, but the Joseph thing did, you know, because he still played pretty good ball. Right. So somebody will pick him up pretty quick, Jerry. Uh, that I can guarantee you. Yeah. <sighs> this whole thing with moving back and all, um, well, they haven't really moved it back yet. I think it's still the, the 18th, um, but if it gets moved right. back. Does this change anything with, like, Leonard Williams, you think? Like, I mean, I, I can't get a handle on what they're going to do. You know, we had, I think, two or three podcasts ago, we were saying the transition tag's never used. And it, it's, it's been used, like, four times. And now, more and more, we think it's he's either going to be franchised or transition tagged. Um, does this yeah. does this extend does this extension of perhaps that decision make this easier for the Giants or or is it just prolonging the inevitable? <laughs> you think, Jerry? I mean, you would think that they had their mind made up. I, I, all I could think of, Jerry, just gives them more time to negotiate a long term deal. Yeah, right. Right. Yeah. I mean, I mean, they got. I mean, right now, Jerry, they don't know if they're going to tag them or not. If they don't work out the numbers, I mean, you got to be crazy. I mean, they have to know that. Listen, they have to be sitting there. You know, at the giant facility, saying, "Okay, well, if he doesn't go for this contract-wise, we're going to throw this tag on him, right?" Right. I mean, you. They, I mean, that decision had to have to be made by now, man. You right. know. Right. So all I could think of, you know, if it gets pushed back to fantasy, you know, it, okay, now you have some more time to work on your on a contract extension. That's right. Yeah. You have some more time. Right. Instead of fantasy hitting Monday, you know, we can start negotiating with other teams and all that. So um, that's all that does. Uh, but as far as the tag, I mean, that has to be their plan as far as throwing the tag on them. I mean, that's all you're hearing about. Oh, it could be the franchise, it could be the transition. But, you know, here we are. Teams are starting to tag guys, and nothing's been done yet. But from what I understand, Jerry, they're not letting them walk out the door. So, <laughs> throw one of those tags on them, you know? And, <laughs> and, and, you know, Jerry, if they throw the transition tag on them, right. that's less money for Lennon Williams. Yeah, that's right. That's less money. Yeah. I mean, I look, that's still for the Giants, but I mean, now you're talking about a, a player that's going to be really infuriated. You know right, what I mean? Right, right, right. So what happens now? What happens now if they keep that tag on? What happens now when it comes time to report? Does he say, well, I'm not reporting under that tag? You know what I mean? You know yeah. how these ugly these things get, Jerry. Yeah. You know, it's bad enough when they get franchised, they get pissed off. Now throw that on when he's going to make three or four million dollars less. Right. Oh, man. Now you're going you're gonna to have one disgruntled individual in your hand you know now a lot of times they do that you know and then they work on a contract extension you know yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, obviously you know, and then you, they, you know the, the tag is pulled and they and they and they have the contract you know so listen we talked about this numerous times um we'll see we'll see uh, you know you know he's not gonna want him to walk out the door right now does gentlemen what's the numbers i don't know yet i don't know what uh, all i know is that they're not close number wise now what are the giants offering what does Williams Camp want? Williams Camp wants up to $15 million a year. Yeah. Okay, I don't care what Williams said on Twitter. Oh, no, I don't know we got that number for. That's what they're asking. And yeah. the Giants are saying, well, oh, no, we want this number, you know, and they're not close right now, Jerry. They're not close, but these things happen in contract negotiations. So we're, we'll see where it takes us. Yeah, you wonder where the Giants are. I always said, I think I was pretty consistent all along. I think, figured 12 or 13 was probably going to have to get it done, and I think I could – I think most Giant fans, it's not our money, you know, but I think based on the fact that you have $80 million to spend, could live with 12 or $13 million a year. I think right. 15 is a little high. I like Leonard Williams. I think, he's, I think he's very good for the run, and I understand quarterback pressures are different than sacks and, and hits and all that. I get it. Um, and just to be clear, for those of you who didn't listen to the last one, but I, again, dude, our, our downloads are higher <laughs> than ever, so I think everyone's listening. I, I, the clowny factor for me is I want both of them. And I, I want clowny on the outside of, of Williams. And I think uh, it's not one or the other for me. So, you know, Leonard Williams played well enough for them to sign him. Again, we, we talked about he gave up the third round pick to get him. I don't care if it's a fourth or a fifth, but it's going to be the fifth because they're negotiating after free agency starts. So, you know, that's good, I guess. Right. Um, but, it, you know, you give up a third and you, you got to sign him. You got to get it done. I think this is probably a little bit of a distraction for Gettleman now, too, because he probably wanted to get this done by now. And he doesn't doesn't look dumb. Well, they, don't wanna, they also don't want They also don't want to give up that fourth round pick now, too. Right. 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 <laughs> you know, 
Don't forget about that deadline. You know, uh, if, if they sign it before free agency, now they got to give up a fourth. Yeah, that's right. No, good point. Yeah, we're just saying that. So, yeah, exactly. So, yeah, it's a good point. Right. Yeah. So does that come in, is that coming into play? You know what I mean? I'm sure that's coming into play too, Gary. You know? Yeah. I mean, maybe maybe they're closer than we think, and it's just rumors, and, and they're, they're, they've had a handshake. Who the hell knows? You know, nobody knows. Um, but yeah. if he doesn't sign him, it does look bad. He's got to sign him, but he, it's such a – it's you know, when you trade for a guy who's an impending free agent, this is what's going to happen. But um, – yeah, if it's if it's twelve or thirteen million, I think we'd all be happy. So we'll we'll see what happens with him. Yeah, yeah, that's what I expect. Right around there, um, if they give him fifteen million, um, he be, he better have a real good year next year because Giant fans are going to be going to be going ballistic <laughs> yeah. with that. You know that. So you, Jerry, they're going to be going ballistic with that number. Um, they, you know, include myself, would feel that he got overpaid. You know, so. Um, this is not a guy that doesn't have a track record. We know what he could do. He's been in the league five years. Yeah. We know, right? Yep. What he could do. Yeah. So. Well, they signed, um, I think since the last one, they've signed Eli Penny. We thought he was going to come back, put, yeah. in the, put in the insider, actually, that he was going to come back. So that's good. He's a, you know, maybe, maybe Jason Garrett will use him. Um, you know, you don't have to use Barkley every play. You can actually sub him once in a while and give him a little spell. Uh, Eli Penny can catch the ball out of the backfield, but I was happy to see him back. He did nothing wrong to to warrant being jettisoned off the team, um, but well, Jerry, there was another guy last year um, that really was baffled about his usage in Pat Shermer's offense. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I, you know, you, bring, you, you broke up. Of, you broke you know, up a bit. You broke I, up a bit there, Chris. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Say it again. Oh, I'm sorry. I said, you know, there was a guy that he was baffled with the way he was used last yeah. year in Pat Sherman's offense. Right. Right? Yep. Um, and we've talked, you know, we talked about it a few times, me and Eli Penny, like, you know, about the way he felt he was used. And, like, you know, there was among, like, a few other guys that kind of, like, were kind of, like, in the dark about the way they were being used, Jerry. <laughs> Wayne, Wayne, right? Wayne Gallman, <laughs> the other one, I guess. <laughs> right. So well, there was a few, trust me, there was a few, but yeah, he was another one, you know. Yeah, um, yeah. But Jerry, you know, I wasn't quite sure what they were going to do with Penny, but you have to remember something. They loved the fullback up in New England. Yeah. When they lost Devlin, when Devlin got hurt last year, that really hurt their offense. They were using a linebacker back there with an H back at times, even caught a touchdown from Brady at one time. Yeah. Point being, point being that they liked that back package up yeah. in New England and where Joe Judge is from is from the way uh, he might have looked at that McDaniels packages with the fullbacks and liked it yeah. and said, you know what? I want Eli Penny here because we're going to do You know? It just seemed like, as usual with Sermon's teams, it's like, what's the identity? I mean, do you want to go 11 personnel all the time? Oh, we're going to go 12. We're gonna, you know? You know? You never quite understood anything with the Giants on the Sherman for two years. A lot of times, like, well, okay, what are we doing here, Pat? Okay, so that he's gone. So now Judge comes here, signs Eli with him and Gettleman. You know, obviously, obviously, they ran this by Judge. It wasn't like Gettleman just did it. This is Judge's part of, you know, uh, Judge's call here as far as, yeah, I want this guy back. Yeah. They give him another two years. I think up to close up to $4 million. And, and Jerry, I expect to see Penny. Use in a lot of different ways in the offense next year. Right. All right? Because, like I said, they love Devlin up in New England. And when he got hurt last year, they wanted the same offensively in a lot of ways. Right. They, they couldn't do a lot of things that McDaniels liked to do. So, judges from New England. So, I, I immediately, Jerry, when I saw that, when Penny got resigned, I said, well, that's judge, man. He wants to do some things with the fullback. You know? Take yeah, the balls yeah. out of the backfield. Yeah, you so, know, I keep saying so, Garrett's offense, but really it's it's Judge's offense, right? I mean, I, I'm sure they'll have – I'm sure that Garrett will put his stamp on it, but it's I should say it's Judge's – I don't know how you say it. Judge's culture. Judge – oh, sorry about using that word. Judge's um, game plan, really. Um, so, I, you know, it's funny. I, I skipped over Judge and went to Garrett when I said that, but, you, you, you know, you bring up an excellent point. Like, they, they like the fullback in New England. Yeah, Jerry, the thing is that – listen – the day Jason got a hot, uh, Jason Garrett was hired. You know what do they do every day? I mean, they're sitting down, they're looking at film of every play. 
yeah. last year the Giants. Right. And now Garrett brings his philosophy, and George is a head coach. So George is sitting there, like, and he's going to tell Garrett his philosophy. You right. understand? Like, right. hey, Jason, this is what we did up in Foxborough. This really worked. What do you think about this? And Gar- yeah, no, we're going to make this work. Yeah, Co- yeah, Joe, you want this? We're going to make this. Well, I think this penny can help. And that's the way it works. And what? He got a two-year deal. So I guess Garrett and Judge thought something, right, in this offense that Judge obviously looked at and said, hey, this is what we did up in Foxborough with a fullback. Yeah. And Garrett said, yeah, no, no, this is what we could do. But this is how it works. And they came to that conclusion, Jerry, and they, and they re-signed Eli Penny. And you look, you got to look for him to do certain, a lot of things next year, you know, yeah. because you've got a guy coming from a very successful offensive program that he witnessed every day, Jerry, watching yeah, right. McDaniels, watching Belichick go to work. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And this is it. And the same thing on the defense, you know, he's going to sit there on the defensive side of the ball. He's not going to call the defensive uh, signals during the game. He's not going to call the offensive play during the game, Judge. But it's his philosophy, Jerry. What he believes in, everything he learns up at Foxball, hey, that's going to be reflected on the field, bud. That's the and word. That's the, the word I was looking for. I couldn't, I couldn't say it. Philosophy. Thank you. Oh. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I said culture. So How was that? Culture? What's that mean? Sorry, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah, well, that culture, that philosophy, Jerry, everything he's learned up at Foxball under Belichick and McDaniels and, and all those guys, he's going to take a piece of everything. Right, that he liked. Of course, he's going to change things that maybe he wasn't crazy about. You know, everything up there, and he's going to, you know, he, he's going to bring that philosophy, Jerry, to, to the Meadowlands. Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, so I think that's right there. That signing by Penny to me said right away it was like, oh, they love the fullback up in, uh, they love fullback packages up in New England. Boom, yeah. yeah. They re-signed Penny. Yeah. You know, yep. We're not just going to go out there and pull a Ben McAdoo and go to eleven personnel ninety percent of the time. You know what right. I mean? Right, right, right. So they signed Penny. Um, supposedly, from what we heard, we heard whispers, as they say, uh, Marcus Golden and, and the Giants are – Marcus Golden wants to come back and the Giants want him back. It's going to be, uh, you know, what can they sign him for? What, what will he sign for? I still think he's in the 10 to 12 range. If you sign mm-hmm. Leonard Williams and you're looking at free agents like Clowney or whoever, say, I mean, <laughs> I, it seems oh, like Marcus yeah. Golden's going to be the odd man out. Yeah, I mean, you would think that, right? If they're going to make a big splash on on the defensive side of the ball besides yeah. Leonard Williams, that you would think Marcus Cole is going to be the odd man out. Yeah, Especially you since know, you, you, put, you, put out a, you put out a good tweet a couple days ago. You put out a lot of them, but this one, I was like, oh, yeah. You're looking for a jump in O'Shane Zimenez next year, and then your boy Banks chimed in as well. Um, I, I, you know, I can, I can see them saying, yeah, you know, Marcus Golden for 10 to 12 million, or are we going to rely on one of these young guns, uh, you know, Lorenzo Carter or Shane Zimmon is more likely to kind of slide in there, especially if you're bulking up the other side of that defense. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, a lot of people are forgetting, but this kid X, man, you know, this kid here, you, you, you could have something here, Jerry, on the edge. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. You, you could have something here. So, um, yeah, listen, I, I, I know, you know, Banks is a big believer in this kid, too. He thinks this kid could really step up with the coaching that the new staff's going to bring. Yeah. I agree with him. Jerry, getting back to Marcus Golden, yeah, you, know, you, said, you said something a little while ago. You're like, yeah, yeah, there's whispers about, you know, Golden and the Giants. They like each other. Uh, Jerry, I could tell you right now, there's no whispers. It's a fact. Well, a I, fact. I, I didn't know if you had a source. I, I didn't want to just call it out. That's all, buddy. <laughs> No, 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 no. Well, I'm just going to confirm it for you that, you know, it's, it's a fact. Golden really liked his, <coughs> excuse me, his year here, and yeah. he wants to be back here. Yeah. And the Giants really liked him, Jerry, you know? Yeah. But, as usual, it always comes down to, let's see what the numbers are, you know? So. Yeah. yeah it's going it's to be interesting to see what they do with him um, and, and how much they rely on, on those other guys. Uh, uh, yeah. Know, taking the next step forward. It was funny when we were doing the free agency breakdown and the insider I noticed that it was, you know, you think of the linebackers on the Giants. It's like, man, we're so weak at linebacker. But with, with Lorenzo Carter and, and Zimenez, it's, it's the middle of the defense, the middle linebackers that are really where they're going to have to do something in free agency. And, and, you know, you've talked about your boy Littleton and, and uh, the guy from uh, the Brown Schobert. The outside's not that – like, if you went into the season and let Golden go and you coached up Lorenzo Carter and Zimenez, it's not the end of the world right there. I, I don't think it is. 
No, I don't think it's the end of the world. I mean, will people feel comfortable with Carter and X-Men on the outside as the top sack guys? Nah, probably not. Right. You know, I think people right. want to see somebody in there, like like a go- even if it's golden back, right? right. Um, yeah. Uh, but like you said, Jerry, would I sit here and say, oh, forget about it. We have no chance to get any sack. You know, no, I'm not going to say that, you know? Right. But it's something that right now, Jerry, I mean, if listen, if X-Man was coming off a nine-sack season, people yeah. would be like, okay, if we get somebody, we get somebody, you know? Right, right, right. But right now on paper, as you know, you're figuring, say Golden, we're just figuring Golden hits free agency, right? Mm-hmm. Right now on paper, you like to see somebody come in like, you know, or, you know, or somebody like a, a Bud Dupree or, or even a Dante Fowler, you know, some double-digit guy in here, you know, where you say, okay, now we feel more comfortable, right? But now, now listen, Jerry, yeah. like, like say it never happens. Say they don't get an edge guy, which is tough to free agency. You see it now between the tags. It's, just, it's not easy. You just can't go out and get an edge guy in free agency, you know? No, no, you can't. Uh, you have but, to spend but, a lot of money on them usually. Well, yeah, I mean, that's if they don't get tagged, you know? Right, right, right. Yeah, good point. You know? Very good point, yeah. Right, yeah. I'm thinking along the lines of they, these guys always get tagged, the big-time guys, you know? Right. And if they don't, you're going to have to open a bank book big-time for them, right? Which is not impossible. I'm just saying it can happen, right? But what if this you know, what if the X, what if this X-Man takes a, a step to the next level next year? You know, yeah. what if he jumps up to nine, 10 sacks? Is is it impossible? No. Am I going to say that's going to happen? No. Especially at the last year. Right. So Carter was going to go to eight to 10 sacks and he didn't go anywhere near it. You know, oh, Chris, Chris, the, the, <laughs> so. the worst, the worst prediction was mine where I thought BJ Hill was going to lead the team in sacks. So take a bow. I, 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 I should say I'll take well, the bow for that one. Sorry, buddy. No. Nah, well, you know what? You, you Listen, I wasn't far behind for BJ Hill. I thought he was going to have a much better year. He was, it was surprising how, yeah. you know, how little production they got from him. Yep. But, you know, so we'll see. Listen, personally, Jerry, I think Clowney's their main target. Your boy Clowney there. I yeah. think they're going to go big time after him. And that they land him is another story, Jerry. But I think that is going to be their target. Yeah. I think, Jerry, their game plan is going to be Clowney's going to be the big splash. They're going to bring back Leonard Williams and then do some, like I call, second-level guys to, to fill in on the defense with it, like a slot guy maybe or, another, or one of those inside backers or something like that. <laughs> we didn't get to the questions yet, but there were a few people who asked it, so I'll ask it now. Why, why is Dante Fowler not mentioned as much? You, you bring him up, but why is, he not, yeah. why is he not mentioned as much? He seems like that next level down who won't cost as much. He's effective. Is it, a, is it a locker room thing with him? Is it just hasn't lived up to, you know, the expectations yeah. that, that he had at Jacksonville? Yeah, you know what, Jerry? He was a high pick, never really lived up to it in Jacksonville, right? Right. But he comes over, he goes to the Rams. He had a good year this year, Jerry. He had a good year. It's, it is a little bit, I think it's a little bit of that Jacksonville tagged on him a little bit where, oh, he never lived up to it in Jacksonville. I'm not crazy about him, you know? Right. Which is fair, in a way, because he was never really big. You know, they thought he was going to be a big-time sack guy in Jacksonville, and he never really was. He had some decent play. Don't get me wrong. But last year, you look at him last year, he had some pretty good numbers, too. You know, But he's just not mentioned, right? Like you just said, he's not up no, to never. Jack Barrett. And he's, not, and, you know, he's not up to the Judons this year who got tagged and all that. But um, you know, he's still young, Jerry. He's 26. You yeah, know? Uh, right. Uh, it'd be interesting to see you know, if teams are going all out after him when free agency starts, the Rams look like they have no interest in bringing him back, right. you know. Is it is it something going on with him we don't know about? I don't know, but you're right, dude. Like, they don't seem to – this guy's not mentioned a lot, right, when you're no. talking about these top defense free agents. He's really not. And I can see why the Rams don't go after him because they're going to be, in, they're going to be a bad team in a couple of years, I think, when they, you know, they have to sign all these guys, right? I, I don't know. Was Goff signed already? I, I, it's escaping me. Goff is signed, yeah. Right, okay, so so that happened, right? Now, okay, so there you go. So now a lot of the other guys, a lot of, a lot of you know, you, you can't have a very deep team when you sign your quarterback to that kind of money, whatever is, 100-something million. So I, could, I don't think, I could see them declining in a couple of years. I think we said that last year. So I, it makes sense that the Rams won't sign Fowler. I just don't understand why other teams, or he's not being talked about more, that's all. But you, you, you bring him up a lot, to your credit, that he's got a lot yeah. of talent. It's just... He hasn't lived up to that. I think he was number five overall, if I'm not mistaken. So. Yeah, yeah, you know, and I, 
And that's sticking to him. You know, that's sticking to him, Jerry. But yeah. I like the year he had last year, man. I like yeah. the year he had last year. But, uh, I mean, we'll see. What t- I mean, he's going to – listen, obviously he's going to land somewhere and he's going to he's gonna make some money, you know. Right. But it, I find it interesting too, Jerry, that his name isn't like, all right, let's talk about some guys. All right, let's talk about Clowney, Barrett, and uh, Fowler. No, you never really hear Fowler, right? Right. right. <laughs> so, we'll see. But he's – you know what, dude? He's so young, man. He's 26, you know. Yeah. What if he's starting to get it, Jerry? You know what I mean? What if it's starting to click with him now after four years in the league? You know? Right. We'll see. We'll see, man. All right. So before we get to the questions, um, I sent out a tweet this morning. I, I Something funny happened this week that I'm sure you guys all saw. I put out a tweet. Uh, hey, who wants bumper stickers? And this was a case of, you know, my wife <laughs> look, looking at them in the garage and saying, when are you getting rid of these? And I said, you know what? Tonight. Let's see what happens. Guys, I figured 20, maybe 40 people would respond. Um, and needless to say, 130 responded. So, <laughs> so I said direct message us. So everyone starts direct messaging. It was almost stressful because as I would do one, four more would pop up. Uh, and Chris just oh. texted me, what'd you say? You're going to be a busy night tonight. <laughs> so, I was like, no, nah, I was just like, yeah, I was like, good luck. You're going to be busy tonight. <laughs> yeah, man, yeah. Because I, I saw the direct messages flooding in. With people yeah. with their addresses, and I was like, "Wow, this is not stopping." Yeah, <laughs> I was yeah. like, "Cherry man, good luck. <laughs> you got yeah. a lot of freaking mailing to do." <laughs> so there, we are all out. Uh, I did order more, and I'm going to put out the tweet again probably when I get them next week. They're due in Wednesday, and we'll send out more. And, and look, guys, if you're going to put them on your cars and and display them, then you're going to get them for free. And that's how that's what we decided. So um, I will send out more. I will send out the tweet when they come in. I've gotten we've gotten awesome pictures already. Oscar Nieves just sent one on his uh, Rav Four. I saw that earlier, um, and uh, somebody said they want to put it on their family truckster, which made me laugh. So thank you all for the support. We always thank you guys. But um, in all seriousness, to put that on your cars and, and display them, it's pretty cool stuff. So I promise when they come in, uh, I will send more out. As far as as for those of you overseas, uh, I did get some info on sending them overseas. So uh, just bear with us, and we can do that as well. It'll just be with that next batch. So there you have it. Good stuff. All right. So we'll, so you'll send them out. You'll send them out. Just send us some pictures on each on on your vehicle. That's what we want to see. <laughs> yeah, and and look, I, we can't we can't retweet all of them, right? Um, but if you're gonna if you're gonna put it on your car, that's gonna get a retweet. So there you go. I'll I'll make that promise. How about that? So there you go. All right. So I like. I- Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park This is the place where Black is the main character, where we dive into something new like the latest season of Them, The Scare, and the award-winning American fiction. Or add to the experience by buying or renting the biopic of a legend, Bob Marley, One Love. And add on channels like Paramount Plus and Stars to bask in nostalgia with Beverly Hills Cop and BMF. Explore Prime Video's culture-rated collection and enjoy old-school greats and new-school hits. Restrictions apply. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details said 70 responses um a lot of good questions a lot of the same though a lot about dante fowler for whatever reason seems to be a hot topic those of you who asked about xavier rhodes chris you've been pretty clear you don't want xavier rhodes here right you think he's you think he's shot no right no i don't like the way he looked the last two years no don't want him all right uh kyle johnson yes sorry Uh, excuse me jerry one second if anybody forgets just uh quickly uh xavier rhodes the one that um Gary Slayton toasted in the Viking game. He turned yeah, him around right. and that's right. And had that. <laughs> um, 
Uh, not that, you know, listen, one play doesn't make a season. I'm just saying, no, no, I don't want anything to do with it. Yeah, right. All right, cool. All right, Kyle Johnson at Kyle Johnson 3. What do you guys think the Giants should do in the first two rounds if they end up with signing Littleton, Jones, and the center from the Patriots? Oh, Jones is Kyle Johnson's guy. He's been pounding that drum since free agency started. Plus, re-signing Williams. Would they go Werfs at 4 and Bond at 36? On the last podcast, Chris, you were pretty clear. You want to, you want to tackle, right, in the first round. Like, I, I don't even think – does free agency even matter for you? Like, what I mean is, would your mind change at all? And if they sign Conklin, you want to build up the offensive yeah, well, line, right? I want listen. I wanted I want Isaiah Simmons, Jerry. I just think that they're going to go tackle. You right. know, uh, I you, think so they're going to go tackle. You and I are, are in lockstep. Same deal. I think they're going tackle. Yeah. I want Isaiah Simmons. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah. I think they're going to go tackle, though. I do think they're going to go tackle. Yep. And uh, Bond. I don't know much about Bond. Do you? I, I don't want to put you on the spot, but I, I, Bond. B a u n. Bond. Some what play is that? Uh, oh, oh, Zach Bourne. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The kid from Wisconsin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, there's a kid that's really his stock is really rising too, man. What yeah. about him? Oh no, Kyle. <laughs> Kyle said, should they go Werfs and Bond at picks one and two? Do you like him in the second round? Well, I tell you what, Jerry. He was there. I don't think he's making the giant pick in the second round. Um, but if he was there in the second round, yeah. Oh yeah, no question. I would do that. Yep. Good stuff. Uh, Joey, he's an explosive kid. He's, a, he's an explosive kid off that edge, man. I'm telling you, watch that kid born. Watch him. All right. Joey Z, thank you guys for all you do. Absolutely welcome, man. So, do you think Antoine Bethay? Yeah, why is he not released? Will stay on the roster to be used in certain situations since Judge knows how to get the best of his players. Or do you think it'll be released for cap purposes? Good question, Joey, because it hasn't happened yet. Do you have any insight there, dude? Do you, do you know what's going on with, no. with Antoine Bethay? No, I'm a little surprised he's still in the roster. Jerry, um, okay, now, listen. He, looked, he was a step slow this year, no question, right? Yeah. But here's a question I have for you, Jerry. Yeah. Just quickly. Do you think Antoine Pate should be covering guys on deep crosses, which he asked to do about 7,000 times last year? I think, I think Antoine Pate should be covering guys on deep crosses as much as you or I should be covering them on deep crosses, so no. no. Right. Now, I look at Ant- I've been thinking about Antoine today a lot. And why I'm thinking about him a lot is because he's still on the roster, right? Right. Yep. And I'm saying to myself, I'm saying to myself, okay, now why is he still on a why didn't he get released with with the Kareem Martins and um who's the other guy, Jerry? I'm missing. Oh, oh Alec, Ogletree, right? Ogletree, yeah, right. And I'm saying and I'm saying to myself, well, he did have 112 tackles this year. He did, you know, but he got beat at touchdowns. He looked a step slow. Now I'm saying to myself, Jerry, are they looking at Antoine Pitay? And you know they looked at every snap of this guy, like everybody else, right? Right. Are they looking at him saying, okay, you we here's a guy that they feel still got a little ball left in him, but hey, we got to use him the right way, <laughs> yeah. you know? Yeah. But he can't be covering guys in space down the middle of the field and all that. It makes you wonder if they're looking at him and saying, well, he's a veteran. You know, he had, you know, he was active tackle-wise last year, did some things, did other things not well at all. It makes you wonder if they think they could get another year out of him, Jerry. His best you know? game was Monday night against the, the Cowboys, and for whatever reason, he seemed to be playing closer to the line of scrimmage in that game. I don't know if it was an anomaly or what, but – um, he did have a good game that game, and I, maybe that's—I I don't know—maybe they're thinking something closer to the line. I—I I, I have no idea what what be going through their head, though. Right. I mean, I mean, you—I mean, obviously, right now you say to yourself, "Well, they got to be looking for an upgrade from free safety, right, to play alongside Peppers, right?" Yeah, yeah. But I mean, are they going to bring Bethay back and compete in camp? Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, it makes you wonder, like, why wasn't he released yet? Right. Do they like? Do they see something in him? Where they say, well, you know what? Does Patrick Graham see him and say, you know what? This guy can still play a little bit. We're gonna, we'll do this and this and this with him. We're not gonna get him in those situations, whatever it might be. And then you look at a veteran like him uh, and say, hey, bring him in camp. Let's bring him in camp. If we release him, we release him. Let's see. But you know what? We want him to compete for a spot too. We want him. To, we want the veteran in there. We want him to veteran leadership and all that. Uh, whatever you know, the veteran as far as coming in and competing. Let's see what he's got because Jerry. That's all I can think of because, hey, he hasn't been released yet, man. He's still here. Right. 
Yeah, I'm with you. It's like it's almost like they have plans for him going forward. I don't know. So. Yeah, I mean, before anybody panics and says, "Oh, well, we can't have this guy start," I'm just saying that they're looking at him. The signs are on the wall saying, "Well, you know what? If we use him in a different different way, we're going to have our own system here. This guy can still be effective." And listen, he hasn't been released yet, so that's the way they have to be looking at him, Jerry. That's the that's my opinion. Yeah, That's what I, they must be doing when they look at him. I agree with you. Uh, Javier Burgos mm. at CT underscore Giants fan. <laughs> if the combine existed when LT came out of college, what do you think his numbers would be? Well, his numbers wouldn't have been any different, I don't think. It would have been like a 4 five forty. I think if LT came out now with the training that they have and – I, you know, back then, I don't know how much LT worked out. I just think he was a ridiculous natural athlete. I think you'd see Isaiah Simmons, but 250 pounds instead of 230 pounds. I, I think it's a 4-3-9, 4 um, Yeah, I just think it, it you know, it, it would be absolutely insanity if he ate right and uh, followed some type of workout regimen. But I, you know, just speculating here. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, yeah, what, what can you add to that, right? I mean, come on. Uh, Not much to add to that. <laughs> Isaiah Simmons season is your boy, NYG Burner. I know the top four tackles are highly coveted, but what are the chances that one of them starts to fall like Jawan Taylor did last year? And if it were to happen, one, uh, one of them sitting there in the late 20s, what are the chances Gutterman trades back into the first round? Uh, Isaiah Simmons season, this is why I want the Giants to trade down if they're not going to take Isaiah Simmons, and that's our boy, we, we're, we're from here on out, we're pretty clear on this. We want defense. We want Isaiah Simmons. If they're not going to take him, then they should trade down, and they, one of those guys will fall, and probably the teens. However, if they don't trade down and they take their guy at four, would they trade back up? They'd have to give up a lot because they don't have a third, bud. So I don't see it happening. Last year, what did they have? Two twos. They traded one of them to move up to get Baker. Yeah. I don't see it happening this year, man. Unless they trade down and get two firsts, you know, it's going to be very hard to move up into the first round. I think. Yeah, yeah, because usually that three is part of the pack. You know, it might be part of the pack. <laughs> the compensatory three is not going to be cutting it. You know, right? <laughs> the ninety-nine pick is not going to be cutting it. You know, so yeah. Um, no, I don't. I don't see that happening either. Unless it's a 2021, Jerry. Yeah, yeah, yeah they could but, do that. But I hope they don't. I hope they don't do something like that. But we'll see. Yeah, don't start mortgaging the future. I mean, we're not in win now mode. Uh, Big Blue VCR at Big Blue VCR is Shepard safe on this roster as we think he is? His guarantee, his contract guarantees on 320. He has no ties to the staff, and we know about his concussions. It's not his fault. Blah blah blah. Similar to Chris Calloway's production. It's a good point. I mean, I don't. You could take this, but I'll just say this. I don't think anybody's safe on this roster. Shepard, no, I mean, other than, uh, uh, you know, Saquon and Jones are pretty safe. But outside of that, I don't think anybody's safe on this roster. Uh, well, they shouldn't be. He's a new coach. But, you know, if you're going to put some guys in a category of, yeah, they're pretty much 100% safe or 95%, yeah, he'll be one of them, you know. Yeah. But when a new, listen, with a new coach, Nobody's safe, brother. He kind of made that known already, right, Judge? He won't even say Daniel but Jones' reality, name. <laughs> yeah, he wouldn't even mention he wouldn't even mention Jones' name yet. <laughs> right. Right? But as far as okay, you know, that that's great. That's coach speak. He's always like, Oh, nobody's really safe, you know, I get a, there's a new coach in town and all that. But then you could talk like a little bit like, Well, reality is that there's gonna be obviously some guys are safe no matter what. And I would I would say, yeah, I think Shep's in that category as well. Yeah, he's, he's going to be safe. Not good stuff. Here you go, Chris. This one's for you. Mike Holdner at M. Holdner. Haven't talked about Shaq Lawson as a potential fit. Thoughts? Hashtag buffoon crew. Hmm. Mm. Nah, we have defensive guys up front. Uh, they, if they bring Lennon Williams back, there's no reason for Shaq Lawson. He had a pretty good year for the Bills this year, but nah, he's been kind of a disappointment in his career, so I, nah, I wouldn't go near him. Good stuff. Stephen McCarthy at Red Chair Quarterback. No question. Just a big thank you for what you guys do. Great info and necessary distraction from what seems like the end of the world. Oh, thanks, buddy. We really appreciate that. That's a very cool comment. And uh, Chris and I talked about that before. Like, people are looking for a distraction, and hopefully we can provide it. Um, here we go. Lisa asked about Dante Fowler. We got to that. Just want to give a shout-out always to Lisa, no matter what. 
Uh, Frank Seattle. That's your girl Lisa from Brooklyn, buddy. Yeah, yeah. She's all over Dante Fowler. I like it. Yeah, she likes Dante. Oh, by the way, I, I sent Lisa a picture of um, the Eli beer that I got. A buddy of mine, Shane Gonzaga. Shane Gonzalez yeah. got me a, um, a, uh, a, a, an Eli beer, uh, elite beer. And I said to Lisa, this is one of several things I have of Eli Manning. So, you know, just know uh, I'm a big Eli Manning is fan, Lisa. It, was he being overrated? <laughs> I went to drink it, but I spilled That's it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> just a joke just a joke yeah. uh, Frank Seattle <laughs> sorry Lisa Frank Seattle at Frank Seattle who was the greatest non-quarterback offensive player in the history of the franchise I asked because in my lifetime I leaned towards Tiki Barber hashtag buffoon crew hashtag it's it's I'd say it's on my bumper stickers I'd say I, I can't even make this out it says it on my bumper stickers oh nice nice job buddy Non-quarter, best offensive non-quarterback. Yeah, man, you know, Saquon hasn't had the career yet. And I know that Giant fans have a weird relationship with Tiki Barber. But I, I never saw Frank Gifford play. And uh, the guy I mentioned before, Del, you know, Del Shop, that was there for a short time. I have to go with Tiki Barber. I've always said that. I'm pretty consistent yeah. with it. He was an, a ridiculous running back who got better as he got older. Yeah, I just wish he didn't leave the way he did. Yeah, I agree with you, Jerry. You look at Tiki's numbers, man, and his numbers are unbelievable for the Giants. Really well. So yeah, I would go I would have to go what's the non quarterback, right? Right. So I have to go I would have to go with Tiki too, man. like I said, like listen, I know a lot of people say Gifford, but obviously I was too, I never saw Gifford play either, you know. So uh the guys that we've seen and you know, I would say Tiki Barber. Yeah. His uh his numbers towards the end of his career were so I think he had like eighteen hundred yards rushing one year. Like it was he was great. Yeah. Oh yeah, them. he did. He had that. He had that stretch run there, like three or four years. He was phenomenal, man. He was unbelievable. No, yeah, just a shame he left the way he did. Uh, Marlon L. Jr. at V. Rafa one six zero four. The NFC East is now loaded with top with with four top head coaches. Can you guys give us your personal rankings of these four by the grade of thrill thrill they give you? I don't get thrilled by head coaches. I, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'll rate the other three uh, if I didn't have Joe Judge. And I'm just on board with Judge. I would, I would probably take out of the other three. Oh man, this pains me to say it, but I'd probably go with Doug Peterson. Oh. Yeah, yeah, Peterson uh, and uh, Rivera. <laughs> yeah, right. And McCarthy's the last of that list, right? Me too. I would go uh, Peterson, McCarthy, Rivera, and uh, you know, listen, we don't know anything about Judge yet. So here's a really right now. Good... Judge has to be fought. Yeah, right, right. Absolutely. Yep. yep. Here's a uh, really after good question. Peterson, sorry, bud. Peterson, I'm sorry, Jeff. No, go ahead, know, go ahead. Saying, after, what did, after what Peterson did last year, if you, if you don't vote in number one, you're just being biased, you know, so. Yeah, yeah, right. <clears throat> and I, uh, I had to swallow my pride and say Peterson there, man. Uh, Sound <laughs> New York at G-Man fan. Dave Gettleman has never traded back and never drafted an offensive lineman in round one. If you had to bet... If you had to bet, does one or both of those streaks end, or does it continue for another year? Hashtag buffoon crew. Thanks, Sal. Yeah, we, we, we think he's going offensive lineman. It could be both, but if I had to bet one over the other, it's going offensive line first round. So. Yep. Yeah, I agree with you. Here's a good question from definitely not a cop at RJ Mills 12. Can you elaborate on the slot versus outside corner? Seems to me if you are a cover corner, you should be able to play anywhere. I don't know how a player loses his ability to cover when he's five yards closer to the tackle, unless maybe he needs the boundary for help because he's not that good. Do you want to address that one, Chris? Well, it's a lot of different techniques and everything. You cover the inside. Yeah. It's a different type of – it's not the same as covering the outside. Right. You know, if you just because you could cover the outside doesn't mean you could cover the inside. And you know, on the, on the outside, there's a lot of speed. You got verticals and all that. Yep. You got deep posts. Uh, when you're coming in in the slot, you got to cover hitches. You know, you got to cover quick sevens. You got to cover. It's not the same. A lot of guys don't feel as comfortable covering from a small, smaller area in the slot than they do on the outside. Yeah. You know, some guys are. You see it in their stats because a lot of guys, a lot of these guys are asked to do both. You know, and that's just strictly outside corners. They do both, right. depending on the way, you know, they line up and I play, depending on the formation. Yeah. And some guys, you see their numbers, man. They're not the same as outside, 
you know, and as inside, you know, yep. not as easy. Listen, when to cover a crafty guy like a Julian Edelman, right on yep. the inside, is not the same because he's not going to be running the same routes on the inside as he would on the outside. He's not yep. an outside guy, you know, he's a slot guy. You know, uh, now outside, you, you know, the the X's are going to run different routes, you know, and guys are covered better on different routes, you know. So it's it's not it's, it's not the same. It's two different things, man. In slot and the outside, and some guys are just not as comfortable covering from the slot. They rather stay on the outside, you know. Um, and obviously, some guys who cover the slot are not good on covering different routes on the outside. You know, it could be speed, it could be recognition of routes, it could be everything. So, I hope I, you know, I cleared it up a little bit for you. But that's that's one of the main differences, right there. No, I think it's a great answer, and I think like if you look at Corey Ballantyne, I know he struggled as a rookie, but if you looked at him in preseason, he was playing the outside, and he played okay. You know, you're like, wow, we have something here. Watch the Bear game where they put him in the slot, and he has just turned mm. around the entire game, right? Like in the slot, like you said, yeah. I mean, you're, you're covering guys like Golden Tate. I know Golden Tate played on the outside for us, but just bear with me. You know, you're covering shifty guys like Golden yeah. Tate and Sterling Shepard, right? Shifty receivers, like you yeah. said, who run yeah. hitches. But on the outside, it's just you're, you're covering more burners. It's um, it seems like in the, in the slot, you have to be able to turn your hips a little better, and, and, and you go in both directions. Like, it's almost like a slot receiver can do anything, and you've got to cover it. So think about Grant Haley, right? Like, Grant Haley would never play on the outside corner because as bad as he is in the slot, he'd be, he'd be worse on the outside. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. So depending on your body, your technique, your speed – Technique is huge, you know. You know when you're covering your slot, you know. So as, as it is the outside, but it's just it's different things, man. It's different. Some guys just can't do it as well, you know. Yep. So, yep. Uh, Scott Hubley from Newfoundland, Chris. What are your views on analytics? Is it the be all and end all? Thanks for the sticker. Uh, hashtag buffoon crew chapter. P.S. Wish this pandemic had wiped out the other team's Super Bowl. Well. Um, Analytics, Chris. I guess what? I'm 50-50 on it, ah. right? Like everything else, it's good to add to your game day data and all that, but it's not the end-all, be-all. No way. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. No way. I mean, it's nice to have as a tool, but if you're going to go into games thinking that you're going to you know, play 60 minutes and, relying on da- and you're going to rely on data to try to win a game, no. Sorry. No way. No way. All right. Now I got a question for you. Dan Hausman's asking. I want to get your opinion first because I want to see if – if you agree with me, then I know I'm right. And I, that's, how, that's how much respect I have for your football knowledge, buddy. I'm being dead serious here. Dan Ausman at D-House asks, one narrative popping up now is the Giants need to focus more on the secondary ahead of the pass rush. I seem to remember their last two championships came with meh defensive backs and no less than three high-end pass rushers against past happy offenses. Your thoughts. So, Chris, if you had to pick pass rush or secondary, what do you think is more important? Oh, pass rush! Not even close. Uh, thank you. Not even close. Thank guys, you. You can only cover. Oh. You can only cover these guys. In a, you can only cover guys in a league for so long. Yes. <laughs> All right. Yes. If you're not getting a pass rush, oh. you're not getting a pass rush. You think if you think NFL receivers are not going to get open, then you say, "Listen, I know Jack Rabbit was wrong when he came out after the game last year, but you remember when he came out and says, what do, you, what do you want Rabbit to do? Cover for ten seconds?' Remember? He, he was right though. He, he was right." But he was right. Yeah, and there's no way he was right. He was basically saying, guys, nobody's getting pressure up front. We can't cover these guys for 10 seconds. You know what I mean? So, no, they're not even close. You know, Thank he, he, God Jerry, you said that. Jerry, do you think the Giants had awesome secondaries back in, in 11 and 7? No, they didn't have awesome secondaries. They didn't have pro bowlers, you know, great cover guys back then. They had, guys, they had three animals up front that could get to the quarterback <laughs> in about two seconds. <laughs> what's, funny, what's funny, that's though, what is, one of you know what's funny, though? If you look at that secondary... They had Webster, a second-round pick, Ross a first, Roll, a free agent, but he was a first, and Kenny Phillips a first. So they tried to do that, but the pass rush is what won it, which was, you know, Strahan, OCU, uh, well, yeah. Strahan, 2007. But, like, Tuck, OCU, Manura, Kiwanuka, also second and third and first-round picks. But, dude, yeah. that's something that came up on Twitter recently where people are like, what do you think is more important, corners? I'm like, is this even a question? And I was like, I hopefully Chris says pass rush because otherwise I don't. I've never watched a football game. Then I don't know football at all. If you think <laughs> secondary is more important, because I mean, like you said, the quarter. If you make the quarterback get rid of the ball quickly, that's the key to winning and hitting them. Like I, I just I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe when I saw that pop up. So thank God you said that, man. Look, 
you need corners in this league. It's a passing league, and you're not going to get to the quarterback every play when the guy drops back sure. 73 times a game. I understand right. that. Right. And you need corners. you got to have corners. Listen, you want to press on your philosophy, you need corners, right? Okay. But if you have a pass rush, if you have a defensive front that's not getting there and not getting pressure and getting 23 sacks a year, 25, you're going to get, you're going to get beat in the back end. No matter how good you are back there, you're going to get beat. You know, right. so yeah. you need that. You, so if you're asking which one would you rather have, give me the three guys who could get to the quarterback. We'll, we'll rank your positions for everyone again. Quarterback, what? How do you have it? Oh, well, it's quarterback, offensive uh, tackle. Ta- uh, quarterback, left tackle, um, edge, yeah, uh, and then cornerback. Well, yeah. there you go. That, that says it there, right? Like, you, you need the edge rusher. You need the guy. That's like saying, like, yeah. if you took Lawrence Taylor off the 86 Giants and you put – Ronnie Lott there with Dave being as good. I hey, still may have won, but I, I, I'm not making that trade. I don't know about you. I like Ronnie Lott, but I wouldn't make that trade. So listen, listen. The old, the old seven and the eleven Super Bowls. That that sums it up right there. They don't win unless they right. unless if they did not grade it around. So. Yeah, J- James Butler was our safety in 2007. That's how good that pass rush was, guys. Yeah, good question yeah, right. though, exactly. Dan Houseman. Hell of a question. Uh, someone DM'd us a message, which I usually don't read, but I saved it. Uh, Vic P at Lambda Man VP. Uh, question for the podcast. If the Giants can't, if the Giants can't get a top outside corner like Byron Jones, would you be okay with upgrading the slot position with someone like Mackenzie Alexander and seeing if the other ones are ready to make a jump in year two? So what are you, what are your thoughts on Mackenzie Alexander, Chris? Well, I don't have Mackenzie Alexander up, up high on the list. I mean, okay. there's a few slot guys. There's a Dawkins Denard out there. Even a veteran Ryan, well, I'm not crazy about, you know. But, um, you know, so Mackenzie Alexander is not a bad ball player. Don't get me wrong. He's not a bad ball player. I have a couple guys higher than him. uh, But would I be upset with Mackenzie Alexander? No. But, yeah, listen, I expect Gettleman to go out. I really do. To go out and get a slot guy. I mean, you can't – there's nothing to be comfortable right now with the Giants from the slot position. Nothing. Right now, as of right now, there's just nothing. You can't look at it and go, okay, we're good there. No, you know, right. so I, I, I'm looking for Gettleman to go out and get one of these guys in free agency to fill that slot position. I really, these slot guys make money now, Jerry. That's how important it is, man. Right. You know, you can't just say, all right, we got two corners, or we'll go, we'll look for the two corners, and we'll worry about the slot when we get to camp. No, you know, listen, slot is important, man. You saw it last year. How many times did our kids get beat? Haley and Ballantyne, they get embarrassed on the slot. Murdered. Touchdown. Team routes. I mean, we were getting killed, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So it's an important position, Jerry. And I expect, I really do. I expect everyone to go out and, and sign a slot creating guy um, um, this, uh, within the next uh, week or so, you know? So. so this person doesn't have a question, Chris. I would just want to read it to you. The real Frank the Tank at Roma Cup 74. Hey, guys, no questions. Just wanted to say I appreciate the show. Chris, keep bringing us that insider info. It separate you, separates you guys from the rest. Stay safe. So I thought that's very cool. Thank you, bud. Thank you very much. And uh, Giants at 2020 Giants says two guys with real information. Well, Chris has real information. I, I, you know, I, I, I add something, but Chris has the information. <laughs> uh, Christian, <No. laughs> Christian Herrera at CJ Herrera 06. Do, oh, here you go. I'm gonna, I like this one. I'm going to answer this one first. Due to all the potential trade-down scenarios, how would you guys feel if the Raiders came to us with the 12th and 19th overall picks this year? Does it still seem worth it to you guys? Hashtag, I'll hang up and listen. Christian, I said this before. Uh, I said it months ago. If the Raiders came to us with 12, 19, and their third, I make that trade, even with Isaiah Simmons on the board, because then you're getting ridiculous quality. You're getting, you're going to get one of those linemen at 12. You're going to get a, a stud at 19, and then you're going to pick up the third that you lost with Leonard Williams. So that has to be the scenario for me: 12, 19, and the third rounder. Hmm. No. Mm-hmm. What? You say no. Uh, no, I don't want to go down to 12. No. We need an, uh, you know, um, if they had all four offensive linemen rated the same, then maybe I would think about it, but I doubt they have that. Yeah, that, that never happens, so, right? They never have guys the same. No, they're going to have the four guys and they're going to rate them, however, however it might be. You know? So, um, listen, I, I, we're not coming off of tennis. Nah, you know what? Uh, to me, 12 is too far down. Uh, yeah, would I love to get the 19th to 2 number one? Yeah, obviously, but... I'm not quite sure. If they're looking offensive tackle and they're, and they're zeroed in on one or two guys, Jerry, Yeah. Um, I, I don't, you know, there's a very good chance they're not going to be there at 12, you know? Yeah. 
So, yeah. um, listen, it depends on what they're zeroing in. Listen, Jerry, it depends on what they, you know, they're zeroing in on. If they want an offensive tackle bad enough and they now it down to, say, a Wills and a Beckton, those guys might not be there at 12, man. They're going to lose them, you know? Um, so I don't, me, per, this is just my opinion, Jerry. I don't want to go down. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. You know, I don't. Uh, three more, real quick. Uh, Doug Revit. Anything with Big George? Did you hear anything as to why he was released? Uh, from what I understand, it's something to do with the concussions. Yeah. The concussions. Yeah. yeah. That yeah. sucks. It's a shame. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Let's see. Rio Kasun at De Janeiro 13. Stay healthy, guys. With a new coaching staff, how do you think management will measure a successful season? And what is a successful year to you guys? Thanks for taking my question. Hashtag Canadian Bleeds Blue. Hashtag Buffoon Crew. How do you define a... We said this last year was seven and nine was the record we put on it for, for Shermer to have to show progress and keep his job. What do you think this year, dude? Like, what do you, what do you look at as successful this year? Um, I would say like eight and eight and finishing strong. Not, well, you, not, you, you, know, you have high expectations for the Giants this year, buddy. Um, I would, well, successful, yeah. Well, I'm going to make that prediction, but right now, because <laughs> I'm not going to go out and say, well, 12, obviously 12 and 4 is a successful season. You know? <laughs> right. But, um, they're not, you know, they're not going 12 and 4. That's crazy. But, but, but being a successful season, I guess, for most people to look at it, is eight or 9 and 7, and they finished the year strong, Gary. Not. You know, not have an eight and three record at one time, and then boom, and they lose whatever the hell it is. You know, four or less five, whatever it might be. You know, so um, that's the way I'm looking at it as far as successful season. And obviously, Jerry, the progress of Daniel Jones that he, you know, obviously is taking another step forward, and he looks like he's a 15 year guy for sure. You know, so yep, yeah. Two more personal questions: Agent X, who wins in an arm wrestling match between Chris and Jerry? <laughs> Agent X, Chris is going to win in everything except for basketball. I'll say that. I'll make that statement, right? So, golf, he's going to outdrive me. He's going to hit better shots. Baseball, you're a great baseball player, weren't you? You're you're good, right? You know, like I'd say most things Chris is going to win. I'd say basketball is the only thing. That's it. Uh, Warren at Osler Warren. Which is more likely, Gettleman trades back in the first round or Jerry beats Chris in his 2020 NFL draft picks, uh, 2020 NFL picks. Hashtag thanks for the bumper sticker. Uh, Gettleman trades back, I think. Chris always beats me in the, uh, Chris always beats me in the pick <laughs> section segment. Let's go one more legitimate one and then we'll end. Uh, let's see. Wayne Gallman is suitable for the backup role. Um, Here we go. <laughs> Alex Marshall. I like when people use our terms or your terms when they ask a question. Because that means they listen. <laughs> hey, guys, love the podcast. <laughs> On All or Nothing last year, I was really interested in Jason Garrett's relationship with Dak. Shermer came to New York as a quarterback whisperer. So I'd love to know what moniker you guys would give to the redheaded clapper and how you would expect him to approach Jones. Uh, there's no mon- – we're going to lose the redheaded clapper um, because he's with us now. Um, and he's I, not going to get clapping. He's going to have a play sheet. He's going right, to have a play that's, sheet. That's, that's right. He's going to have the play sheet. Very good, Chris. Um, you know, his approach to Jones, it's almost like, a, like an artist with like a blank canvas, I would think, right? A young kid, and he gets to mold him how he wants. And, you know, Shermer didn't teach him anything wrong, uh, Daniel Jones. He's a good quarterback's coach, so – I think Garrett's got to be ecstatic to be able to work with Daniel Jones. I don't know. Yeah, listen, he was excited when he worked with Dak Prescott, man. Did a pretty good yeah. job with him, right? Yeah. I, I'm not saying he's a top three quarterback. I'm just saying, you know, Prescott, you know, threw for 4,900 yards last year. I mean, he, he stepped it up a little bit. And he's going to be excited. He's gonna be, I'm sure he's going to be very excited to work with the young kid, Jones. So, um, yeah, no, I don't think there's any question about that, man. I, I think I think he's in pretty good hands with Garrett, you know, um, Gary knows the position in and out. He played it his career, um, you know. So, and he's a very bright guy, and I think he's. Uh, I think it's going to be very interesting to see the development under uh, with Jones um, under Jason Garrett. Uh, because I tell you what, Pat Sherman did a heck of a job with Jones last year too. Okay, so yep, yeah, he did. He did. He really did. You got to give him that. So, Giant fans, yep. Pat Sherman had his fault, had his faults and his flaws, but he worked very well with Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones. Um, 
you know, learned a lot from him and very hey, accurate. Hey, Jerry, I mean, all good habits. Yeah. Go ahead. Hey, Jerry, would it, I mean, would it surprise you if Drew Locke has a really good year for the Broncos next year? No, not at all. No, no right? No. no. Under Sherman? No. It wouldn't surprise me, you know? Yep. All right, buddy. Anything else? Oh, that's it, man. All right, guys. Everybody so, enjoy. Everybody stay safe, and we'll see you next week. Yeah, so as of right now, we're coming back Wednesday because that's when free agency begins. So we're going to do this Wednesday, go back to hopefully every Wednesday, um, and we'll, we'll, we'll update you guys as, as things change. So um, to order a copy or subscription of The Giant Insider, go to www.thegiantinsider.com. Go to magter.com for a digital subscription, M-A-G-Z-T-E-R, and download the Giant Insider app. Everybody, like Chris said, be safe. Hang in there, and uh, we'll be back next week. Remember, guys, Sundays will always be Giant Days. Take care. Bye-bye, everybody. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park